baby, it's Milk and Screams. I don't like that you started with that. Ooh. Don't do it again. I wasn't going to do the whole thing. I was just going to do the last little ooh. I don't, I don't like the ooh, though. You don't have to like it. It's my opening. So suck it. Well, it's our podcast, so I feel like you should run stuff by me. You know, as a, as a guy who edits the sound, I'll just cut you out. <laughs> so he'll just be using ooh, I don't like that. Don't I'll like cut that. out both the oohs and it'll just be you saying Welcome to Milk and Scream. <laughs> it'll be a great little simple intro. I'm Jacob. I'm Kyle. <laughs> and apparently happier than Jacob right now. Jacob's just a little tired and a little tipsy, but it's okay. We're, we're, we're vibing. How dare you admit something like that on air? I would have been anything on air, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless it would incriminate me. I don't want to go to jail. Can we talk about that? I don't sure. Want, I don't ever want to go to jail. Ever, 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 ever. Well, I want to do, do so many illegal. crimes. I want to do so many crimes. <laughs> Hitting moms, for instance. <laughs> sure. If you want to go there again. We're really going we're really gonna to rehash that out. out. Yeah. Um, I, I, and crimes are in, almost inevitable to happen sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Almost never. Matter of fact, Never are they inevitable. What, 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 what? Yeah? What crimes have I done? I was start, that's the sentence I was trying to get out, but I couldn't get past I, the skip. I, I doubt truly anything that would warrant prison. Hmm. You've probably run a red light a couple of times. I know that I have. It would be a good would it be a good topic to talk. Oh my gosh. This is going to suck so bad. You're so drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I am not drunk. Hold you're on. Clearly, you're slurring your words. You can't even speak English Kyle, because of all the I am exhausted. alcoholisms that you've consumed. I've had 2 ounces of whiskey. Let's make something oh, very clear. That's more than I've had. <laughs> And Conclusion. probably guess what? You probably had twice the amount of sleep I've had. So. Conclusion: You're more drunk than I am. Correct about that. Which makes you drunk. So, cheers to that, bro. <laughs> that's embarrassing for you. I'm not drunk. I can get more drunk though, if you like. If I would not like that. <laughs> no, I would not like that. Um, is prison ever worth it? Like, is there ever like a crime that's like worth it? I feel like the only thing that would be make it worth it would be like Grand Theft Auto. Or like, or just grand theft, and like you get to live your life as a rich person, living it up. Like, well, uh, for how long? That's what I'm saying. Like, you live and then you get caught, but I don't know how long you live that life. I still don't think that would be worth it, though. Hmm. Like, even if I got to live lavish for a year, and then I spend thirty years, if not more, in prison, like, yeah, how is that worth it? I don't think that it is. I, I. I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head, and I'm going to assume, say we were in a, a moral ethics class, mm -hmm. and the question posed to us to write a paper on was, is crime ever worth it? I would sit down and think of everything, and then the the answer I would write my paper on would be, no, crime is never worth it. I can't think of any off the top of my head that are worth it, and I'm sure if I sat down and really thought about it, I wouldn't decide that any of them are really worth it. I... I think some silly crimes would be worth it. Like, isn't like owning tigers illegal? I think in some states, not all. May, don't quote me on that, but I don't think it's illegal in the entire country. Like, if you ran like an illegal zoo and then you went to prison for that, like that, that's not like you didn't hurt anybody, probably. But that sounds so boring. 
I'm just trying to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Like, initially, you're like, I owned Tigers and Lions for a second there. That sounds pretty cool. But then all the stuff you have to do behind the scenes to acquire them and all the work there is involved with that and all the the time and effort to get put in there just to have them for like a couple weeks before you get like if I'm, if I'm in prison, I'm probably not the guy who did all that. I have henchmen. I doubt it. <laughs> if that's the thing you're going to prison for, you never had henchmen before. Mm-hmm. No one was ever under your employ to where they agreed to start a fake zoo with you. You never had people with you. That's a lonely person thing to do. Dang. You're just ripping me to shreds today. <laughs> First, you didn't like my woos. Or what, what, is that what I did? The so, woo? Yeah. 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 You didn't like that. Didn't like your woos. I didn't like your booze. And, and you, now I don't like your zoos. Boom. Welcome to the podcast where everything rhymes accidentally. Mm-mm. No, we're not going to do a podcast where everything rhymes. That would be very hard. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I really want to start with. Uh, this is something that's come to my attention. I, I say that about everything, but whatever. Songs. Some songs come to a hard stop and end. Like, abrupt, not abruptly, but like they they build to an end or something like that. Right. And a lot of songs fade out. Right. There are some people who prefer one or the other and some people who mm. have charged opinions about certain songs like just like lasting forever like going on and on and on what i'm curious because i don't think we've ever talked about this what are your thoughts about music in that way and then i want to play a little game um obviously um there's there was a pretty big stint in like the 60s 70s 80s where fade out was the classic now I can't imagine any of those songs ending other any other way. I don't I don't hate the fade out, nor do I hate a song having an actual ending. My question is, I've never been to a concert of a band who had a song that faded out. So if you went to any of these concerts with these songs that faded out, didn't they have some way that they ended it on stage? Exactly. That's my that's my thing with it. Like as someone who's performed several songs that fade out, they have to come to an end, and there's always an end written. Now, occasionally they're kind of shoehorned in there, and they're kind of awkward, but for the most part, it's it's really conclusive and nice, and there's a, 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 a right. an ending to it, and that's kind of what I prefer. Obviously, there are exceptions. Um, like I was listening to Inside recently, that funny feeling fades out. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want that song to have an actual ending. You know, I can't imagine him ending on one of those lines of that that bridge that he has. And right. that, like, I I like the fade out. Yeah. Um. Is there a song that you think fades out that you wish would just end already? Oh, that's tough. Um. I, I'm, not, I'm not at the top of my head. I can't think. There are quite a few by the police that I'm sure if I listen to again, I would like I like that. I would know. Oh, that's one that I wish would just end. And you know, what's funny, too. Like there are I, I can't name a song off the top of my head. Karma Chameleon. I wish that song would just end. Mm, really? I Do you like that song? I love that song. It's a good song. But I that it, once he goes back into the chorus at the end, it just kind of keeps going for a really long time. There's only so much you can do with that kazoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and imitate it, but I would just shut our mics. 
Um, there's this stereotype with like old rock music that what they get they get like chorus verse or verse chorus verse chorus and then just jam for two minutes and then it fades yeah and then you're like well i mean i guess but just do that at your concert <laughs> don't do it for the out i don't know uh but now i want to play a game with you okay does it fade or does it not ah interesting yes uh i only picked a few songs because okay. I, I, I was just kind of in a this is the last okay. little thing i feel like i might be um, good at this depending on the songs think, you've chosen i think you're gonna be great at this i i know all the answers to these because these are songs that i listen to frequently right so i tried to choose songs that maybe you wouldn't listen to as frequently okay um the tide is high by blondie oh uh I'm trying to hear it in my head. I've listened to that song quite a few times. Oh, that's interesting. Because <laughs> I, I think it fades. Because there's as it fades, she starts doing weird things. She'll, she'll start going, tide is high. Um, I think it fades. You I'm think it say fades? fades? That's correct. It yes. Fades. Cool. Um, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. Um. I re- I barely know that song, it's, so it'd be it's a f- the song that goes dirty days and the dirty. Yeah. I know I know the song, <laughs> but I barely know it. I've probably listened to it maybe two times. So as a fifty fifty toss up, I'm going to say it has a real ending. It does have a real ending. All right, yeah. Uh oh, I think I wrote one wrong. Sorry, I'm trying to read it. Jacob's looking up at the ceiling, thinking of a song. No, I, audio listeners. I, I, w- I wrote the song down, but I think I wrote down the wrong answer. Okay. Um, I heard it through the grapevine, Marvin Gaye. That's another one I've not listened to that much. Uh, so I honestly couldn't even listen in my head and tell you at all. If I had, mm, if I had to guess, I would say it has, uh, it is Marvin Gaye though. I'm going to say that it has a real ending. Fates. Oh, dang it. Fades. Oh, dang it. Dang it. It fades. Uh, Heartbreaker by Pat, Pat Benatar. I think you should know this one. It's easy. Um, oh. Although you do know the Emma version. Well, I, mean, you know, I know the you, real version. I know, but you performed. Anyway, sorry. Shutting up. That has to have a real ending. It does. Yeah, there's no way that song fades. Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. Uh, that mm, that fades. Nope. No, really. I oh oh, you're go. so right. <laughs> you're so, if I had thought about it for ten more seconds, yeah. I would have realized that it ended on that. Let's go. Yeah, it's such a good song. I'm so dumb. Uh, hand clap by Fitz and the Tantrums. I can make your hand uh, yeah, clap. Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. Oh. I honestly have no idea. I'll say it fades. It does not fade. Dang. Uh, Long Train Running by the Doobie Brothers. I can't even hear that song in my head. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. I 
could not tell you. Really? And I couldn't tell you, you whether it fades or not. You don't do the Doobie not. Brothers, bro? I know the song, but I couldn't tell you whether it fades or not. Like, oh. I I vaguely know it now that you've sung it, but no, I don't listen to them that much. They're the greatest. They say they're one of the most famous culprits of the fade. So, yeah, Doobie Brothers fade yeah. pretty often. Uh, lastly, Down Under by Men at Work. Oh, I, I've listened to that song a billion times. It's kind uh, of a tricky one because, anyways, I'll tell you three, you guess. Oh, that fades. It fades. I wrote down doesn't fade, but I, I'm pretty sure it just kind of. It definitely does. It goes, and, down under, and then it goes, yeah. Wait, I, I'm going to find it because now it it has to. You wrote that it does. I'm almost positive it does. Uh, Down under, down under, down under. Ding, ding, dick, ding. <laughs> Living in a little forward, yeah, it just starts fading. Yeah, I I would be able to. I've listened to that song a million times. I'd be able to hear that one in my it's head. A, it's a great song. I love that song. Yeah, I have, I have this random assortment of music just that's straight up on my phone before I ever had you know Spotify or anything like that. From uh, Lord, when I first got my phone, which was when I was what 15 or something mm-hmm. um and i didn't have music and i was like well this is not too far removed out of the phase either where we were allowed to start listening to stuff that wasn't just like contemporary christian music stuff mm-hmm. and i was like we would listen to stuff on the radio mom would always put on 107.3 the groove and adele the would groove. always pop up and like all this crap so we'd always have modern music and at some point once i got my phone i was just i wanted to have so much different music i was so sick of the music and so i went up and i was i I went and typed up top 200 songs from the 60s top 200 songs from the 70s top 200 songs from the 80s and then i went through on youtube found each one copy pasted the link put it to the youtube to mp3 converter made it a song put it on my phone and i went and did that for every single song that's on my phone and then i went i did that for a bunch of musicals that i wanted to listen through so i have like i don't know Probably, I think around fifteen hundred songs on my phone that I downloaded all individually from YouTube to MP3. So I have all like these really popular songs Jeez. from last century and a whole bunch of stuff. So that's that's why I, that's one of the that's why I have Men Down Under. That's one of those songs <laughs> that popped up on those lists. Yeah, man. I don't even know what decade it's from to be honest. I don't remember where <sighs> that era. I'm awful with eras. With eras, when it comes to music that I'm kind that 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 I that I listen to a lot, but I'm not that into them. Like men at work. I know some of their stuff, like three songs. I'm, like, I don't know what era they're from. For some reason, I'm really, really good at guessing the, the year. Like a song or a movie came out. Right. Especially if it like, is really heavy in the pop culture. I can guess a movie pretty, pretty easily. Let me see. Um... No, well, that's not entirely true. If I, if I watch, if I watch, a clip of the movie, I could probably guess around what time it's from. I guess 83, and it was 81. Yeah, so there you go. That's pretty close. All right. So now to get into uh, the, the the topic of the smoke and screams. The meat the, and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Um, we're going to talk about inventions that we either 
plan to make probably in your, in your case at some point in your life because you're an engineer mm-hmm. and you actually have the capabilities or ones that you or I dream of making or like maybe they may even seem ludicrous um, at at certain points. But I, I, I wanted to – I've been wanting to talk about this for a little bit just because um, you have such a creative mind when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't, and I don't know, like, like I could say, like, I want to make a cup that walks, but I would have no idea where to even <laughs> begin, like, if that's even feasible. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so. Um, that's off the top of your head, though, not a terrible idea. <laughs> not a terrible idea. Because think about how many times do you pour yourself something in the kitchen and then you come back to where you're going to sit down and you forgot to grab the drink that you just poured yourself. Just hit the little button next to your seat. The cup sprouts its legs, walks over to you, sits down. You don't have to move. And, Boom. That's, and that's one invention right off the dome right then. <laughs> Bang. And that'd be semi-easy to do. And I got that from staring at a sonic cup on our countertop <laughs> off in the distance <laughs> woof all right or things like disposable cups fast food restaurants would start selling the ones that have legs mm. and you left it out and you're like i don't feel like getting up make it sprout legs and hit the button that makes it walk to the trash can and it throws itself away mm-hmm. that's good too of course it'd, it'd be taking quite a bit of electronics to be just putting into a cup that you're going to throw away but still Maybe it's powered off of spirits. <laughs> Maybe it's just possessed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> There's just some poor witch in a McDonald's uniform in the back, just casting spells, enchantments on the cups. The cups are just like you know the uh, like walk. how have the ghost Pokemon always have the little uh, the little blurbs about them that are like it's the ghost <laughs> spirit of a child that got lost in the mountains. Yeah. That's what the cups are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm excited. I know about some of these, obviously, because we just talk about these stuff all the time. Right. I, I feel like there's some I probably don't know about. I, I, I remember years, years ago, I was probably like 12 mm-hmm. in the truck with my uncle, and um, he was in the left turn lane, and he was going to make a U-turn, and the person that was on our left coming in to make a right turn to go to the same direction as us didn't yield to us making the, we had our green light so we were we were allowed to make the u-turn he was gonna have to wait but he was just taking the right turn because you know it's a right turn even though he has a red light he just kind of assumed he was good to go and he didn't see us and we almost hit them and so i was like hey how come we didn't wait and my uncle said people are stupid and i said well how come there isn't a u-turn signal on the car <laughs> so that the people over there can know that we're not just left turning and they're free to go but that we're u-turning and they should stop it and wait for us. And he was like, I don't know. And I said, boom, invention idea. Not even an invention. Just put it in cars. At the bright little age of 12 years old. Again, I'm thinking about you at 12 years old. Again, <laughs> like last episode, with your little bowl cut and your wristbands. I was like, put a um, U-turn signal on the car. Put a U-turn signal on the car. <laughs> That's not how I sounded. <laughs> That's probably how I sounded. <laughs> but think about it. Like, yeah. You only super ha- simple. And, and it only has to go on one side of the car, too. <laughs> exactly. You can't U-turn the, the other direction. Unless you're in the UK. Or Australia, sure. Put it on the right side. But here, put it on the left. Like, either way. It's, it's so funny. It is such a little simple thing. My So it would be on the, the back of the car? Like, you... Yes, you could put it on the back so the people behind... Like, if you were in the left turn lane, the people behind you would also know. But... 
more prolifically, I guess, it would be kind of on the left side of your car towards the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, my only issue, not to like burst your twelve-year-old bubble, of course, uh, but be the aesthetic of the car. It'd have to be something, and I'm sure that if you just bring this to a bunch of engineers, like, well, we can just do it this way. Like, maybe instead of blinking a yellow light, it would blink a red light. Well, in 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 my brain, lights wouldn't be just the bulb that they are. It would be an array of LEDs so that mm. when you're going to make a left turn, it's just, you know, all of them are blinking so that it looks like you're making a left turn. But when you're making a U-turn, the specific LEDs that make the shape of a U-turn signal would light up so that the U-turn signal is flashing. Now, when you're making a U-turn, would that just be a switch on your your little uh, turn signal thing? Yeah, like all these knobs have somewhere like some way of twisting it. So I would just assume that you still push it down to go in the left. Uh, either you know push it down once to go into left turn mode and like a second notch for U-turn, mm-hmm. or like you know twist the knob on the end of it, like put it in left turn mode and then twist a knob yeah in one of the directions to put in u-turn signal mode like there's plenty of ways to do it that doesn't really change anything inside the car it just makes it have a u-turn signal yeah i i i I like it Uh, you would have to teach one more thing in driver's ed and and how much are you looking for your invention uh i'm a shark give me ten (laughs) dollars i could probably make a u-turn signal for you I was doing the Shark Tank thing. I know. I'm I'm asking for ten dollars. Ten dollars. Mark Cuban, I'm, please. I'm, I'm Are you Mark, Mark Cuban? Um, I am the woman one. <laughs> I don't know her name. Uh, I literally Terry Paul just Abdul. said it. <laughs> Paul Abdul. <laughs> Wait, no, it's American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> he just said it in a Brooklyn Nine Nine episode, and I can't remember what the name he said was. Uh, I guess Sierra. I don't know. I I've think ne- that's close. I've almost. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Shark Tank. I don't think I have either. Uh, I've watched plenty of spoofs. I've never even watched a full episode of Shark Week. I've never been that into Shark Week. I know everyone really gets into it, and I watch clips after they happen sometimes, but I've never watched it. Everyone is a funny term. Uh, to me, it Shark- has a big cult following that gets a lot of presence when it happens. I can agree with that. Shark Tank, to me, has always been like the same gimmick. There's rarely ever anything new. This past year, they had some pretty cool stuff. Like They had like the jackass guys go out there and do stuff for yeah. Shark Week. That was super cool. Like they did, <laughs> Some guy got... So, this is such a funny story. This guy who joined the jackass team, I guess for those of you who live under a rock who don't know who the jackass guys are, um, back in the early 2000s, they had there's this group of, oh, what's up? This group of um, guys from all over the world. They, they were uh, stunt guys, uh, and they were just these these bums from all over the world. They came together and made this group called Jackass, and they would do TV shows and movies of them just doing the most absurd and crazy stunts uh, to cause them the most pain and suffering imaginable. And it just basically played on the, the, the fact that we like watching people suffer. Um, they did three movies, a bunch of TV shows and spinoffs and stuff like that and made millions of dollars. And they're actually coming out with another movie in the fall. So I think to promote it, they did Shark Week. And this guy, uh, a super young guy like who's like our age, was a part of the Jackass group for like the first time. Like this was his first stunt. And he went out with, with the guys and went on a boat and got bit by a shark. They've literally made their careers out of themselves for like 15 years of doing stuff with sharks all the time. And no one has ever gotten bit. They've done the stupidest things ever in the ocean with sharks. And no one's ever got bit <laughs> with this guy. And his name is Poopies. Yep. 
poopies. Yeah, uh huh. I'm not. I gets can't, bit the first time he's at. Like I, I was. I can't get over. I can't get over the fact that he consciously made the decision at some point for his <laughs> persona name to be poopies. Poopies. He could I have mean, chosen anything. It's like, do you know the NFL uh, commentator? Or, uh, maybe it's basketball. Something. His name was Booger McFarland, and his parents made the conscious decision to name him Booger. Booger. It gives me the same vibes. And this guy consciously decided to call himself Poopies. Poopies. Yeah, get bit by a shark. Um, it's pretty gnarly too. It was really His wrist gnarly. is like flopping around all over the place, yeah, and man. it's it's nasty. So it's, it's if you're squeamish, don't watch it, or watch it if you also like it, but get squeamish. I don't know. I don't know your weird psychological brain trauma Poop, things poopies <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you were starting a song poop poop poopies poop poop poopies poop poop poopies poop poop poopies and then you start rapping with the beat of poop poop poopies i don't rap come on freestyle come on poop poop poopies poop poop poopies poop poop poopies poop poop poopies no poop oh what is it what has this become Jacob, what about you? Okay. I How have... did we get to there from U-turn signals? I forget already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Talk about us. Um, <clears throat> robot pets. I think pets dying is such an unnecessary evil in this world. Okay. We should make pets that don't die. <laughs> so it would – I. it depends on – I feel like these things would evolve, and I feel like this is probably around the corner. Like, someone's already thinking of making this a thing. Right. And, like, you know how the Boston Dynamics uh, robots, yeah. they make, they, people call them dogs all mm-hmm. the time? I think if you st- – and they're, and they're already making them look cute. So do, why not just fully embrace it? Make an actual pet that nuzzles you and – Plays fetch with you better than any dog ever could. Goes on walks with you, even though you wouldn't even take it on a walk. It doesn't need exercise. No, it doesn't. Um, and I feel like as these, as like the models evolve, they'll probably either get less like a dog. Like, like I feel like the first model would look really weird. People would be like, "That's weird. It doesn't look like a dog. It looks like a robot, and it's like standing like all stiff like this." Mm-hmm. That's what it would look like. And then as the models went on, it would look more and more like a dog. And then it would go super, super mainstream. Dogs would be, like, on the streets, and they would be the robot dogs in the house. And then as time went on, like, centuries down the line, when dogs are, like, back to being wolves, right, it would be – they would look like robot dogs. They would get less and less human or (laughs) less and less dog-like and just turn into, like, kings. Well, I agree that – it sucks when a pet dies, and nobody likes going through that. However, I think, especially with dogs, like 90% of the draw to having a dog is the the true love and emotional connection that you make with it. Love my life. And um, Let's just move that out of the way. Yeah. And like you, you know that the dog actually loves you like you foster a relationship with it and you taught it how to you taught it how to fetch and to go to the restroom and you took all these walks together and you know you know took it wherever with you know whatever adventures you went on or you know road trips what have what have you 
So I think when you make it a robot, you lose all of that. It could probably already play fetch perfectly. You don't have to take it on walks. You're not making a real connection with it because it's just automatically going to love you because that's how it's programmed. And that's no fun for anybody. Um, so, so you're not going to take give me any money for my idea? No. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I, especially I think not when it comes to dogs. I think there's somebody out there who's like, yeah, that's my thing. I, it just got... It, it's, I was something I was thinking about today, and I was like, "Man, pets dying sucks. What's the solution to that? Robots don't die unless you like shred them or something. I don't know. Like you, you would you, you'd have to kill it. Don't, don't die of natural causes. <laughs> um, but it can malfunction pretty easily. What if you spill water? How are you gonna give a bath? You can't. That sucks. What if you spill water on? They make it? waterproof you, stuff all the time. Don't but they? you, yeah, yeah. But it'd be much harder when you're trying to make a a whole thing that's. But it wouldn't stink. And, I know, but what if you spill water on it? You know, what if it's just chilling? Oops, what if it's water just nuzzled my... up on you and you you drink of water and you spill it and then you pour water on your robot dog and you kill your dog just by pouring water on it? How sad would you be? Mm. Yeah, robot like, dogs suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said about. Remember in I think it was in Watchmen that little blurb where. He walks into his ex-girlfriend's lab and she's cloning the deceased pets mm-hmm. so that people can just have their pet again. Right. There's something to be said about that concept. Yeah. That's a little creepy. I didn't invent that, though. <laughs> no, actually, but I mean. And it's already happening, too. If you would come here with the reports and the science to tell me how to do it, that would have been pretty impressive. Yeah, but it's already happening. Like Christian Chenoweth with cloned her dog. You remember that? Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't like it. I don't. You don't like it? I don't think. I don't. It's weird that it happens. What? What about? I'm gonna get the paper towel. Cause it's okay. Yeah. Um, for those curious, the uh, the edit out break portion was due to Jacob spilling his uh, beverage everywhere. Yes, we thought it would be contained. <laughs> we were wrong. It kind of looked like it stopped, and I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to draw attention to it in conversation. We could just let it be." And then it started moving some more, I and I was wa- like, I "Yeah, that's what liquid it does." Creepy. <laughs> um. Anyway, we're back. We're back. What are the ethical dilemmas with cloning? In my, I have, I have. Like, a couple things. There's obviously dramatic, dramatized things like in television, like about like the ethics of it, right? But I like cloning a dead thing and you know loving it, especially a dog. I don't see anything wrong with it. A death is a part of life, and that's something you have to come to terms with. And if that's something you decide is no longer a part of life, then that's one of the biggest things you're deciding is no longer a part of the way the world works and you kind of become desensitized to everything, you know, like obviously it's a, it's a pet, so you can't make your pet take bigger risks. But when you start, when it starts coming to cloning, everything starts becoming different because no one would be afraid of their friend dying because they could just make a new friend. That friend wouldn't also be the same person either, which is dilemma number two. Like, it's a clone, and you're always going to know that. But 
I don't know. For me, you just have to come to grips with the fact that things end. And that's just because you can change that doesn't mean that you should. Like, just because you can fix the hurt in your heart by cloning your dead dog, that's not that's not really fixing anything. You're just kind of putting a Band-Aid on it until it happens again. Whereas if you just allowed time to pass... I think about it like this. With the specific situation with Christian trying with dog... It's just like her going to the store and buying another dog the next day, especially with her money. Like that's not like it's not even a blip in her. She just wanted the same dog, she wanted to look the same and everything. I guess so. That's my thing with friends and humans. I think it probably does get a little more dicey, and it's probably stuff I'm just overlooking. Um, but we don't have to continue talking about this. This is kind of a heavier topic, I guess. True, but I mean, like even even with the dog thing. It's not the same as going out and just buying a different dog the next day. Yes, you want another dog. That's okay to want another dog. I think it's weird and a little bit not okay to want the same dog because you just are unwilling to come to grips with the fact that that dog is gone. I think that's just unhealthy for you as a person. Mm. Okay. But... um. <laughs> That's not the point of today. The point of today is to delve into my genius brain with yes. my invention ideas. Um, so yeah. we will continue to do that. Now, this is one. This is this is one that I've had for probably the longest time, and people always give me crap for it, but I still think it's a great idea. It's a great, and idea. I will not let opinions of others exactly go against me. Say, so. It's paint that smells like food, or just scented paint in general. I think. Yeah, be. scented paint. Period. Um, I, I my thing has always been that smells like food, but scented paint period is probably just a better way to market it because paint sucks. Like when you're painting something, the smell of paint is not good and it sticks around for quite a few. Like if you're painting a house, for instance, so you're painting a room of your house, the paint smell sticks around for days. It gets obviously weaker as the days go by, but the paint smell is there. And while you're painting, it's really bad. And like if you were painting, you know, your bathroom purple, you could smell paint or you could smell lavender, you know, while you do it. That would be nice and it wouldn't be as awful, you know? Would you, because I know there's probably like a couple thousand different color variations of paint that you can get. Right. Would they, like would all reds be the same scent? No, I think, okay, say there were a hundred different shades of red, right? Okay. I'm sure there are way more that cl truly classify as red. But for the sake of this example, let's say there were 100 shades of red. I think the those 20 lightest shades of red would all have the same scent of something equivalent to a light red scent. Um, obviously, you would pick the one that looks the best for your eye, but they would all have the same light red scent. And then the next medium would be some other red scent. Or what, what if like somebody's like, I want to play... I want to paint my my house blue. I'm, I'm doing a Marge Simpson. Right. I want to paint my house blue, but I want it to smell like cherries. Like you know what I mean? Like I get like I, the smell wouldn't last forever, would it? No, no. It's it'd be the, it'd be the same as paint. It would last like a little. Like you can't really undo the fact that the smell lasts. You have so much paint. There's no way to circumvent the fact that the yeah. smell is going to last for a while. Um. So might as well make the smell a decent smell. Exactly. I, um, I think it's such a 
a thing that people often just think is a part of life that like like at some point people were like man i gotta iron my underwear every day and i have to it has to be stiff and and like at some point people were like yep that's what i have to do every day and at some some point in the in the, the past someone was like you know what i'm tired of ironing my underwear and starching my underwear. I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't realize that that was not important. Right. And that was something you could just not deal with. Someday, when you're a millionaire, someone's going to be like, wait, you got paint from like 2011 in your house? That stuff smells so bad. Yeah. I have I have bacon smelling. That's right. Bacon scented. Pardon my, my English. Bacon scented paint that's right and they're gonna feel like a buffoon because you're gonna be a bajillionaire that's right thank you Post. <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's my best idea that i've ever had I think so. and no i someone will take me up and on it's it gotta be days. easy too it can't be that hard i don't know the science of of sniffs um but i'm sure it couldn't be that difficult to make it smell not like paint. Just pour a bottle of perfume in it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> well, it would no longer be paint, but or it would no longer have the same consistency to make it the product that it was supposed to be and last as long as it would be. But there's got to be something that can be done to just make it smell better. And to answer your question, which we never truly got to, if someone wants to paint their house blue, but they want it to smell like cherries, tough luck. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know what a cherry smells like. So well, the. Cherry smelling, cherry smell would be one of the smells I assume that would come up. With right. Anything. Here's a question for you. I would love and it. for the group. Should watermelon flavored things or scented things be in the red category or the green category? Because it happens both ways in a lot right. of different companies. I think watermelons are so special that they can get both. I hate to be that that weird, can, like I hate that. <laughs> pick a side. I, I really do not like. I've thought about this. I really have, because some of my favorite candies have watermelon as the red, and some of my favorite candies have it as the green. And I really, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe this. They should be able to have both, because you don't eat the rind. So the the, the normal answer would be red, but agreed. watermelons are green. Also agreed. But and in Japan, they're square. That has nothing to do with the color. I'm just saying they're square. They're cubic. Okay, so then they stack better. So then for apple flavored things, right? For apple. Should they get red and yellow? Because and you green. Eat, you well, obviously green, but like should yellow then become a part of it because you eat the yellow as well due to this this logic of what you eat is the color it can be because the inside of the apple is yellow. It's literally just that outer coating that's red or green. Apples are not as special as watermelons. No. Therefore. <laughs> the inside, Good night. The, <laughs> the, the inside of grapes is like really mushy green. Yeah. The, so, ins, the inside of strawberries is red. So I guess the point I'm making is I agree with you that watermelons are special in that they're one of the fruits that you don't eat the outside of. And I Mm -hmm. think it's for that reason that they must be red and never green. Why do you live in absolutes? 
Why should I? Feel like I? You'd be, I feel like that smile on your face right now would be so much bigger if you were just like, why can't it be both? Well, why should it be both? Because, because who cares? Some people like green things. <laughs> That's okay. There are green flavored things that aren't watermelon. If You know what? If, if the CEO of any company that puts watermelon flavored things is green. <laughs> Sorry. Will come will come to me. You're just so serious and about eat this. the rind of the watermelon and it's enjoy edible. it and enjoy it. Okay. Then I'll be okay with you making your watermelon stuff green. But until that day, make it red. Watermelon <laughs> stuff should be red. Period. That's not a debate. What about watermelon that is cut up and sold in like plastic little little, little boxes at the store? Like it's pre-cut watermelon. That is just straight up red. Should Agreed. it have little black pieces? Should it look exactly like a watermelon when I was presented to you? No. I don't understand the point you're making. The point I'm making is the point you're making is the point I'm making. Watermelon is red. Make watermelon flavored stuff red. I'm just saying in in general, it doesn't matter. Like they can be both, and no. I think watermelons are so special that that can be the case. No, I disagree. Well, we disagree on a lot of things, Kyle. I know, and, and most of the time, if not all the time, I end up being right if that thing has a correct answer. So because this thing well, has a correct answer. Wait, hold on. This this thing does not have a correct answer. Oh, it's it a does. matter of opinion. There's no such thing. Everything <sighs> has a correct answer. I hate when people use the word opinion. There's no such thing. You're you're insufferable. Opinion is a word created by somebody that couldn't live with the fact <laughs> that they were wrong about something. They're so they decided that they were right in their own universe and came up with the word opinion. You know why I feel like the word invented- opinion never shows up in the Bible? Because it's not real. Oh, Oh, the groan. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we've proved that Kyle's right again, because that's all he ever wants to be. Correct. <laughs> You're right about that, Jacob. I would never let's, say that. Let's. <laughs> you just said that, though. No, I agree you, with your statement, but I would never outright say that you're correct. You said correct. correct. Yeah, I would never outright say you're right, Jacob. That's not a sentence that I would ever say. <laughs> I'll agree with you saying that I'm going to be right all the time, but I won't tell you that you're right about me being right all the time. That gives way too much validation to the sentence that you said. We have a healthy relationship. We sure do, <laughs> Kyle. Um, I want to talk about, I think what the... What I think is my best invention ever. Okay. It's a cabinet that doubles as a dishwasher. Okay. So I think we talked about this before. We did, and this is something I'm going to bring up in the midst of this conversation we're having. Okay, cool. So continue to go with what you're going on, and I'll build on to it. Cool. Um, so I think loading the dishwasher, it sucks. Um, and I was thinking about this one day as I was putting dishes away like I was like in in a single day essentially we'll use like just the two of us like three or four cups and they'll get put back in the same spot what if 
when we put things back into the cabinet, we could – the storage of the thing would act exactly like the washer and wash the stuff in there dirty, and then we could just take it out. So it would work like a system like in a house. Like you'd, have, you'd have to have basically like two dishwasher cabinets, and then you'd have all of it stored in one thing. So you just take stuff out, and then you could put it like all the clean stuff would be on like the right side of the – the rack, and then once it's dirty, you put it on the left. Do all that over, you close it up, run it, and then you'd go into the other cabinet and do the same thing with plates or whatever, etc. I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think... I think it would it would be good if it was interior designed as well. Like It wouldn't look like a dishwasher. Right, that was the thing I was going to say, is that if you can, inside and out, just make it look like a cabinet then you're golden. I think ideally what you would have going on is you would have imagine imagine you have you have your uh your cabinet, right? Uh-huh. I think ideally what you would have is you would have a cabinet where all your stuff is and there's a wall. And then behind that it's just the same setup. It's more silverware and dishware, stuff like that. Cups, plates, bowls, all that, you know, kind of in the same setup because everyone has a specific setup they have in their cabinets where the plates and bowls. So just you so you have that there's a partition and behind that is just more dishware. Right. And then I think below that, like at the not in the cabinet or the high cabinet, but a low cabinet, like Mm -hmm. below a counter is where this dishwasher cabinet is. So whenever you have a dirty dish, you would set it down in the bottom one. In the same way that you would put it away in the top one. And then once you've emptied the top one and it's empty, you can run the bottom one. And then at the top, it would be some mechanical system that once you run. Like a dumbwaiter. Kind of. That once you run the bottom one, the little wall partition that you have in the cabinet rotates itself. So now your new dishware is at the front and the one at the back is empty. And then once that dishwasher is done washing itself, it rotates itself up to the empty slot of the cabinet. Yeah. So the way you put away dishes is just the way you would have put them away if they were clean, but you put them away in an, in a cabinet dishwasher, and then it rotates itself into the actual cabinet position. And here's the thing. I, I think there's a few problems with this invention in general, but I think it, it still would just sell some units. Like, yeah. like it would, like Some people would be like, this is genius. A couple things. This doesn't eliminate dishes. That's no. the problem. Like, there's still things you can't put in dishwashers, and you can't store everything in those cabinets. Right. It would mainly be just for, like, the little monotonous things. Mm-hmm. Cups, silverware, plates, bowls, those kinds of—pardon me. Those kinds of things. And then you still wash pots and pans by hand, which I think is kind of the best-case scenario. You're not doing all the work that would you know it would take to do dishes, and dishes is r- rarely a two-person or three-person job. Like, right. like unless like you just have a really good operation going, you have a lot of space. I, I've never had the amount of space to do <laughs> have more. Honestly, if it would, if it came down to me and my sisters doing dishes, and my dad would be like, "All three of you get in there do dishes," I would say, "You two go. I'll do it myself." I would do the same Cause thing because I can't stand in the meeting right next to me and like you know. No, yeah, to, I go slower. Yeah. I think whatever <laughs> Yes. I hate going slow. I want it to be done like that. I think whatever house I have in the future, I'm gonna make sure it has the three sink setup that a restaurant has for washing dishes. Uh-huh. Give me all the space, the overhanging um spout 
Yes. And uh, that's what I want for washing dishes because it's so easy and it makes washing dishes more like I like washing dishes. Yeah. It's it's easy. I don't I don't really like it, but I like doing it. Like I said, I don't like doing it. I like doing it all at once. I don't like doing it. All the way throughout the day, like little bit, little, little, little. I like doing it all at once and getting it out of the way. I like doing um, it little by little because I hate having stuff in the sink. Yeah, um, which is often a point of contention between us. Sorry yeah, that's that. like the that that's the one thing that we have disagreements on, or like the one thing that riles me up while we live together. Like people say, don't live with your best friend. Go, live with your best friend. Who cares? Uh, it's worked for us. Yeah, <laughs> like the only thing that I have is that we don't like we have different uh, protocols in the kitchen. And so sometimes things get piled up that I don't want to or vice versa. Right. Or, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, yeah, yeah that's our only point of contention. But the point being. Uh, either way. And, and then the other thing, too, is, like, I would, like, try and sell to rich people. But rich people don't do dishes. Right. Like, they have someone else do their dishes for them. So, like, they'd rather just pay somebody else to do mm-hmm. it. Maybe if they have this really, like, big operation going, like, if they have, like, parties all the time, maybe it would be more effective, like – for their maid to do that instead of washing dishes, you know? Right. I don't know. But I still think of all, like of all things I could think of, that's probably the most practical and probably not that hard to make a thing. Right. Anyways, um, dishes. Let's see. I've got a couple more. We talked about, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but you and I talked pretty extensively about, an air fryer pressure cooker combination. Yes. I don't remember how it came up with conversation, but we were talking about it and I was like, this could definitely be a thing because it would just have two points of entry, like air fryer number one at the top pressure cooker number two, seal off the holes of the air fryer portion whenever you're in pressure cooker mode and then vice versa when you're in air frying mode. I was drawing things. And I was like, this could totally be a thing. Like this doesn't mm-hmm. seem that hard. And then what was it? The next day, yeah. Or something. Ninja came out with one. Ninja, nin, Ninja came out with this air fryer pressure cooker combination thing. And I was like, are you? Like, I was baffled by the fact that a day after we had this extensive conversation about how that could totally be a real thing that and could I, exist. And I was completely disagreeing with you. Right. Because yeah. they're because they're used for completely different purposes purposes. Like a pressure cooker is like a rice cooker. Right. Like, it's water based. It's water based and the air fryer is literally like a little oven. Like that's all it's used for. And I was like, it, it doesn't make sense why you first of all, you'd want both of them to be in one because if you want I feel like you're either a pressure cooker person or you're an air fryer person. Like you don't normally use both, I guess. If you there's one that you have on your counter, and there's one you have up top, like where away that you only use every once in a while. And in my in my experience, like the air fryer is the more practical one to use, like in day to day. If you're cooking frozen stuff, if you're cooking whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I I depends on all what all you want to eat. Like, it like I I really love I love rice. Like if we had a pressure cooker, we'd be eating more rice, or yeah. like or like we'd be eating more. I beans. mean, you could cook you can cook rice, you know just like on the stove and same thing with beans too like I, I, that's kind of where i think like of course you can use an oven but the the i think the thing that make the air fryer a little little better than the oven like it's just the like almost direct contact it has like it's very tight like little cord right. and then makes things and the pressure cook the pressure cooker also gives you speed over the tabletop which yes. is why people like that as well so like yes. if i want to make rice and i had a pressure cooker i'd use that or beans i'd use that over right. Using the stove, so like 
it made sense. It's, it's still just so crazy. I was like, dude, that, that will not work, and no one would ever want that. And then the <laughs> next day, they're like, hey, guys, we got a pressure cooker. I was blown away. Yeah. So that, that just happens to still be on my list uh-huh. of things that I had thought up because I, I wrote it on there that day of my invention ideas list. And then I guess all re- that next day, I went back to it and put parentheses, exists, <laughs> close parentheses. <laughs> Um, so I, I guess besides that, now I saw something recently on this too. We've talked about something for package delivery to be yes safer. So I was, ta- I was thinking of things like, uh, you know, like a lockbox that's next to the door that kind of like, you know, like a bank teller place or, um, when it starts doing drone delivery, like there's a chute built into the top of the house of sorts that glides the package in safely. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But now I've been seeing these ads for – have you seen these yet? For Amazon Prime users, they have – you can have garage delivery. So it's free for Prime users. You, I guess, give some info to whenever you're ordering something. If you want a garage delivery, you give, I guess, your garage info to the delivery driver. Yeah. And then when they deliver your package, they can open your garage set it inside your garage like on the ground and then close your garage so that it's actually in the confines of your house. Mm. I that like o- our idea better. That opens up a lot of problems for me. Me too. Cuz I mean people's put a lot more than just their cars in a garage normally. So, so like if this delivery like if you don't have, you know, security system or something or like I don't know if if prime deliveries delivers have cameras on them or on their trucks or anything Mm. but if they didn't and they just you know felt like i don't know grabbing the skateboard that was in your garage or going in your house right like (laughs) if you like some people just leave the door that's inside their garage unlocked because their garage is locked is locked um so you open yourself up to that kind of thing now i will say if you notice something missing from your garage once you've gotten a delivery you will know that it was the Amazon deliverer and they will know who took your package there that day. So I guess they would automatically know who's responsible, but still your stuff is gone if they decide to take something from you. I think it'd be way easier for Amazon to make a uh, invention to hold your packages by your front door or the chute in, in the thing rather than this. And like, also it's not uh, like, I think they could sell that as Amazon because Amazon's obviously the biggest package distributor in the world. Right. Like they can say, "Hey, packages getting stolen. Yeah, that really sucks. We can make a solution for that." And it's for Prime users. It's you know X, Y, and Z, and then do the whole spiel. And then they would, I mean, they would make so much money. Do you think? Like, how big do Amazon packages normally get? Like, I see them sometimes get long and thin. Like that'd be my only thing. But like most of them are not that big. You can, I mean, have like a like a five by five or like maybe like six by six box on the thing you just open the chute put it in close it and like it's locked right it's sealed in there and you can lock unlock it from the back it's, it's just so simple to me now and that the problem is that that does involve you know putting a lot of alterations on your house not not a lot of alterations but it involves altering your house and that alone could cost some i can see that being a trend my amazon box has little chalk on it and I put a potted plant on top of it, and they can still open it. Like I can see that being mm. a trend, and like a forced trend. Like I can, I can literally see that happening. Now, uh, imagine this with me. I'm going to imagine. Imagine that you bought something from Amazon, and 
there was a selection on it for like you'd have to pay extra but it would be coming in a more advanced package itself and it's some and and, and it's it's almost like a mechanical box mm-hmm. and the only way that you can open it is some pin that you've been emailed because you were the person that purchased this product um some long pin so it couldn't you know right. or you know um so it couldn't be trial and error pin like some like eight digit pin or something because that doesn't take that long to type in eight digits but right. it's a lot of possibilities exactly what is eight digits? 10 million possibilities something, something like, that. like that or 100 million i don't know um 100 million yes so would you pay extra to get some kind of box like that some kind of package that is mechanically operated that only opens to a certain pin or I, to your fingerprint and Amazon would have your fingerprint on file. I like that idea. The only thing is now you have the, the expensive box. I assume you'd have to put that back in the mail to give back to them. And then if you don't, you get charged. And that just creates the whole thing. I think your idea is better. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, having a shoot would make it way easier. Or some kind of, you know, Dropbox bank teller system installed I'm, on the house. It's easy. Like, that's so easy. And, and I think they can make it to where it just sits on their porch. Mm-hmm. Lot, everyone who has a house has a porch. The only thing that really sucks is for apartment complex people. Right. Like, that's the thing is like, apartments. And that, that honestly, for most for the most part, like at least in our complex, things are either left with like the front desk or they're like in, you know – their own secured box like in the in right the, the thing but 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 package theft is such a universal like frustration like everyone gets their packages stolen mm-hmm. um it's never personally happened to me never me either but you know you Fingers never crossed. know you never know it could yeah. happen to anyone i don't order a lot of stuff from amazon though so i don't want to I, issue. i order a decent bit of stuff yeah. um i mean i'm not crazy about it but sometimes i need something and Amazon's like the only place I can get it hmm. without having to take a trip or without having to move. Move. Moving is hard. It's a problem. Um, Let's make an invention where we'll never have to move again. Rolly chairs. Easy. I did it. Check. There you go. You got anything else? No. All right. Um, I have a couple things. I'm waiting with bated breath. So... I think there should I not that there should be. I think it would be cool if there could be some sort of um some some sort of device that would be able to convert the oxygen from the water and turn it into breathable oxygen. So like if you not and something that would be more of a household item. Like obviously scuba divers have a bunch of oxygen strapped to them and they're just breathing the oxygen that's with them. But some sort of like, like like a more advanced snorkel kind of um, technological mouthpiece that just kind of converts the oxygen that's in water into breathable oxygen. Oh, um, so I, that you can swim underwater for extended I, periods of time. Isn't that already invented? I know it is in Star Wars. I um, don't know if that means it's invented. I've literally but, never looked into it. But I I I have a. I have a hunch that it's invented. It's like its own little system. But either way, yeah, having to go scuba without all the scuba gear and just having a little mouthpiece would be really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have this problem sometimes. I'm I'm on to a new idea now. That one's kind of just self-explanatory. Yeah, we'll throw away one. I'm on to I'm I have a problem sometimes where like last night for instance, we went and played ultimate frisbee, right? Mm-hmm. And then I throw my, you know, dirty clothes in the hamper and that's that. Now, I don't really need to do laundry yet. So for another week, week and a half or so, I'm going to keep putting laundry on top of that. And then when I do laundry, I'm going to grab whatever's on top of the hamper, put it in the washer and wash it. And maybe because I'm run out, I've had a lot of things to do. I might only get to one load. And then my stinky clothes from ultimate are still going to be in that hamper because they were at the bottom and I reached the top half of the stuff. And that's all my new stuff. That's really not that stinky because my ultimate stuff is at the bottom. Okay. So I want a hamper that just cycles things like you always throw things at the bottom and then it stays at the bottom i just want something that i throw stuff in and then it forces all that stuff back to the top so when i do laundry i'm taking my oldest clothes and putting it in the in the washer first instead of having to like pull out the top half throw it away take the second half and put it in and then put the top half back in the hamper because that weighs way too cumbersome it wouldn't take that long but it's cumbersome so i want something that just cycles my clothes through so i'm putting the oldest clothes first and the newest clothes i've 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 dirtied up last. In my experience in doing laundry, in this apartment and then in my house, in my house, every week I would do all the laundry that I ever, ever had to do. And it would only ever take like one load, maybe two max, because I had a huge washer and dryer. Right. The one we have here is so tiny. It's very small. It like it barely holds like my two uniforms and then like a couple of shirts and a couple of pair of underwear. Like yeah. it, it's tiny. Um so I feel like the problem that you have is negated by buying a bigger washer and dryer. Like once you like y- you can dump your entire hamper in there and just let it go because they make them so good now. Um but I still think the idea is really cool, though. Like I can imagine, like right. you hit, like you putting a foot pedal, and it kind of just pushes all the stuff back, and you just drop it in the bottom, and then you yeah. pull it back, and then when you're unloading, you just turn it off, and then just pull, you know? Yeah, that's what I want. Cool. So that's that's my. Uh, I do have one other thing though. It's very simple. I wish Pringles were sold with what oh. I've called with, with what I call a Pringle slide. Yes. This would not be that difficult. Pringles. Why aren't Pringles still sold in that dumb jar? First of all, I don't think Pringles should even exist anymore. I I do not think they are worthy to be like <gasps> like chips at all. Like, I Pringles are so good. I, they're like the fourth best chip. They're like the they're like the sixth best chip. That's still pretty high up there considering all the chips. <laughs> That's worthy. I, I think Sun Chips are better than Pringles, and I hate Sun Chips. How? Okay, wait a second. If you think Pringles are the sixth best chip, you think Sun Chips are better, uh-huh. and you hate Sun Chips. Right. Sun Chips are in fifth. You only like four chips? Well, like, the ranking. Like, all Doritos. All Lay's. Right. There are all... only four companies that you enjoy of chip? This is just off the top of my head, but, like, that's the, the, the rough placing that I've put them in. Like, late, like Pringles are, like, the, the bottom of the barrel. I... No, they're not. You're just wrong. Pringles are so good. Now, the jars are fine. Suck. They're fine. 
because they could be sold with what I'm calling a Pringle slide. When you look inside a jar, there's a decent amount of space on both sides of the chip. There's like there's a, not enough for uh, for fingers in there, right. but there's enough for some sort of contraption to go in. Now, the my idea is that it's just a slide. It could literally be like the, like half the width of a McDonald's straw, and at the bottom of it, it's kind of curved like curved like a scythe. Okay. But instead of being curved in the direction of the handle, it's curved outward, like perpendicular to the handle. Like here, the straw is down, and then the it's pointed out this way and curved like this instead of curving down towards the handle. It's kind of curving. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes. So it would just it would just match the curvature of the jar. So you would just slide it in there to some depth of chips that you want. Twist the straw in your hand, and that way the curve would go. Whoop, it would rock itself under a chip, and then you just pull up, and boom, there's the chips that you wanted. Pringle okay. slide. Grab grab the top of the chips with your hand once they get up there. Steady the chips. Grab your chips. Eat them. Boom. Or grab a bag of Lay's. Crip, and then you just start <laughs> eating better chips. <laughs> no, Pringles is so good, dude. Pringles. Look, sometimes you just want Pringles. Sometimes you go to the beach, no. people bring Pringles, and you're like, oh, beach snack, and you want Pringles. No, I'm sorry. I will never want Pringles. They're, 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 the thing about Pringles that bothers me, number one, is the fact that they're like, okay, first of all, first step in making a potato chip is making the potatoes completely worthless <laughs> and chopping them up and making them mush. And then we mold them into chip shapes. Why can't they just take potatoes and cut them like Lay's? Because they're making them stackable. That's their brand. I, I don't see – it's such a 90s thing to have stackable chips. You know what I mean? Like that's it, – it's something that should, shouldn't is way outdated and shouldn't be uh, around. Now, I will say this. Their, ma- their mascot is rather dashing. He's a very handsome man. He's a little handsome little guy. And he's just a head too. Yeah, and a little mustache. That's hot. No monocle. That's true. Monopoly Man doesn't have a monocle either. So does the Pringles Man do? Does no. the Pringles Man do? Does the Pringles Man do? Uh, now I gotta look it up. I don't think so. Hold on. Pring. Wow, I can't, dude. I hate phones. I can't spell <laughs> on phones, dude. I get every word wrong that I'm typing in a sentence every time. I hit backspace more than any other button. No, he doesn't have a monocle. Okay. Okay. Some ways I thought he did. Every time there's a mascot that has a mustache, you're going to think that it has a monocle. The freaking Mr. Peanut, he has a monocle. Yeah. That's kind of his whole thing. He's a very dashing, dapper, dapper, uh, classy man. Why do monocles make you classy, though? Because they're old. But you just you got one bad eye and that makes you classy. Yeah. That's dumb. I I guarantee people who who wear monocles do not have one bad eye. They probably have two. Maybe monocles came first and then bifocals came? I don't know. I know that Benjamin Franklin invented the bifocals, mm-hmm. but I don't know whether it was because he was just tired of having one good eye and one bad eye. Just maybe, wear two monocles. Wear bicycles. <laughs> maybe monocles uh, aren't for seeing. Like maybe like when I see a monocle, I see a rich man admiring a jewel with a monocle on. So maybe he's looking at it like almost like a magnifying glass and like looking at the jewels like properties. Yeah, or the gold just, properties. Is it just an overzealous magnifying glass? 
that's, is that that's, all it is? That's my weird brain making a connection. Hmm. I could be wrong about that, but that makes the most sense to me. Okay. Like, because they didn't have eye test back then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no 2020 vision. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could, like, sit down next to a friend and be like, I can't read that. And then he could be like, I can't. And you'd be like, oh, my eyes are worse than yours. I need a monocle. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sure. cover one eye. <laughs> Um, okay, well, question. We're answer. on the we're on the topic of class now, and this is, th- th- this this is something that is on the, in my opinion, the upper echelon of class. I don't know if I'd ever have one myself though. What are your opinions on pocket watches? Like you got one in your pocket, you grab it, flip it out, and be like, "This is the time." Put it back in your pocket. That's cool. Do you remember when we talked about the coolness, the coolness scale last episode? Uh, the jacket crocs oh yes yes um pocket watches are one step above crocs so did we put croc we put crocs at the bottom the yeah. very bottom yeah wearing crocs so you're so you're like barely you're barely like but not really you don't care i don't like i don't like uh pocket watches no i um, think if ever I honestly want a pocket watch just for any occasion that I have to wear a suit. I want to have a pocket watch around. So at any time anyone asks me what's the time, I can flip it out and be like, this is I, the time. Put it back. I don't want to put. I don't want to pull out my phone. Obviously, I can look at a watch on my wrist, but I want to I, pull out a pocket watch. I think a fancy watch looks better than a pocket watch. I think aesthetically, because, it, I think aesthetically it looks better, but I think the act of checking the time is much cooler with a pocket watch than it is with just a wrist watch. You can hold a watch so much closer to your face than the than the pocket watch. Yeah, but then wh- why would you need to if you have good eyesight? This just brings you back oh to needing the monocle. Gosh. That's why people had monocles so they could read their pocket watch from a decent distance <laughs> away. <laughs> then we we cracked it. Again, this is this is going back to the point where like okay, so in order to tell what time of day it is, first of all, I got to have something in my pants <laughs> that I again, that I that I've starched and made perfect so, so I can leave my house and I have to pull out the pocket watch that's on a chain hooked up to my waist. Then I have to have a piece of glassware covering one eye <laughs> so i look like a dork <laughs> and i have to look at it at waist length <laughs> <laughs> so i can say 12 past 7 so i can say 12 past 7 or i can just do this and see watch so I no, see I, no I agree with the ease of wristwatch i honestly obviously i understand the reason why the wristwatch was invented yes. that's not the part that's up for debate the part that's up for debate here is what is cooler looking at your wrist and being like, this is the time or flipping out a pocket watch and being like, look at this ancient piece of technology. The time is this. I think if you're playing a character, obviously pocket watches are the way to go. And wristwatches were almost like not eradicated, but like very easily put out of a fashion because of phones. We're able to see our, our, we had our phone in our hand the entire time. So we can just see the time. Um, But Again, I, I don't think pocket watches are cool at all. Then I think what I'm hearing is that any occasion that arises from here on out where I'm dressing, you know, to the nines, I will be assuming a character for each of these events, all of which it would be appropriate to have a pocket watch. That way I can have a pocket watch and also it be acceptable in the eyes of you. So I'll always have a character maybe, that needs a pocket watch. Maybe just don't wear a pocket watch. And if you do, put on a monocle. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Amazon, buy myself a pocket watch and a monocle. Okay. And then I'm going to, before they get here, install my little bank teller thing in the side of the wall here. Mm-hmm. They're going to deliver it to the front desk. I'm going to go to the front desk, tell them that I'm testing something, and I want them to deliver it to my apartment and use my little bank teller system. Yep. Then they'll drive this way, put the package in my thing. It won't work right the first time, and then they're going to charge me a lot of money for hacking on the wall of the apartment complex, yep. and then I'm going to say, worth it. And then, and then you're going to invite them in the house for tea, and they're going to smell the house. They're going to go, is that orange? Where? I don't see any oranges. And you said, oh, I just painted. That's right. That's right. I painted the whole thing orange. It smells like oranges. And then they're going to stick around and listen to all our good ideas. And then they're going to be like, oh, I think it's getting late. What's the time? I'm going to flip out that pocket watch and be like, oh, it's quarter to eight. Is it time for you to leave, fellow gentlemen and or women? And, and then they're, they're going to be like, like when would you put on that monocle? <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is, I, it never left me. It was a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> all right it was, a, it was a little so that's tomorrow that's tomorrow that's our plan for tomorrow cool <laughs> i'm excited to see it roll out all right this is a fun little exercise i i'm glad that we uh talked about our million dollar ideas or your million dollar ideas and my of course. dumb attempts to make a ten dollar idea i um, think i think we can work on we we can work on the pet thing and make it different but the same you know Different but the same. Different but the same. Definitely makes sense when it comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we'll see you guys soon uh, with another episode of Milk and Screams. See you later. Voila.